I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Everyone is Hot. I'm Michael Stevens. And I'm Shelley Brooks. Each week, we invite a guest to discuss their movie crush. And the film that proves that person is a stealth sex symbol. Hey, let's get horny. Well, hello, sugar things. And welcome to the first ever Everyone is Hot new year's eve party to celebrate the end of this very horny year we're joined by some of season one's sexy little guests who have all been told that they can help themselves to our quite expensive cheese plate on one condition that they tell us all about their favorite ever movie kiss and which movie character they'd like to share a new year's eve kiss with but first let's get you all in the mood with a special drink from our frenemy. They call me yeah. Unsurprisingly, the good doctor is not here this evening. Apparently, he's enjoying uh, this special cocktail of his with someone he calls a very special friend, uh, some guy named Lorenzo Landini. Now, this guy's name has come up a few times. I'm not exactly sure what this relationship is with the two of them, but I'm guessing it must be something pretty special to spend New Year's Eve together. So I hope that they have a lovely evening. And in the meantime, let us enjoy the recipe sent by Dr. Drinkenstein. This week's drink is called Bispagliatissimo. It calls for 0.5 ounces of bourbon, 0.5 ounces of sweet vermouth, 0.25 ounces Campari, a bar spoon of sugar, two dashes each of Angostura and Peychaud's bitters, two lemon twists, and Prosecco. Chill a stimmed glass, preferably a coupe. Muddle the sugar and a little water in your mixing glass. Add the bitters and one lemon twist, and muddle some more. Proceed to add the bourbon, Campari, and sweet vermouth, and ice. Stir until cold, and strain into the chilled glass. Top with Prosecco and run the second lemon twist around the glass before discarding. Now, you know I hate to admit it, 
but that does sound very good. So, sugar things, pour yourself a nice glass of spagliatissimo. You can find everything you need over at the bar. And let's get started. We're going to hear from our previous guests about their favorite kisses while we wait to have our own kiss of the night. First up from episode two, we've got Spinks. Come over here, Spinks. Hello, all of my super hot friends at Everyone is Hot. This is Spinx, and I want to wish you a very happy 2022. Mwah! There are so many fantastic movie kisses to choose from, but my ultimate favorite movie kiss is from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it's between Jessica Rabbit, voiced by Kathleen Turner, and Bob Hoskins. It's when Jessica Rabbit is in the investigation office, and she blows a kiss, and it actually flies toward Eddie played by Bob, and lands on his cheek. And it's all animated and I think it's really sweet. I love that kiss so much. If I were to share a New Year's Eve kiss with any character, I think it would be the Trenchable from Matilda. Um, automatically my brain goes to Miss Honey, like she would be the ultimate New Year's Eve kiss. But um, I think the Trenchable needs it more than Miss Honey. Miss Honey deserves it. The Trunchable needs it desperately. Um, and I'm willing to sacrifice myself for the good of the children, of course. <laughs> Ooh, next we have from episode five, our friend Tim Gerba. Hey, Shelly, Michael, and everyone who is hot. Tim Gerbach here with my favorite movie kiss. It's so corny, but oh God, I love Never Been Kissed and the kiss at the end of that movie with Drew Barrymore and Michael Vartan or Vartan when she is publicly waiting on the mound of the baseball field and she thinks he's not going to show and the Beach Boys song Don't Worry Baby kicks in every time that happens and he runs in, I... <laughs> embarrassed again to admit it but I get goosebumps and when they kiss it's a beautiful moment um yeah so that is my favorite movie kiss if I could have a New Year's Eve kiss with any movie characters it would have to be Diego Luna and Gael Garcia Bernal in Itu Mama Tambien because holy shit that is a hot pair right there and um, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, please do for all of us and for your loins. And just wanted to say Happy New Year to all of the listeners of Everyone is Hot Podcast. Um, you guys are hot and so is everyone. Happy New Year. And who's that? Oh. Look, it's our friend Jenny Staka from episode six. Hi. Uh, so uh, this is Jenny <laughs> here. Um, yeah. And before I get into my favorite kiss, my favorite movie kiss, I just have to say that I couldn't decide between three different movies. So I was like, well, why don't I just watch each clip and maybe that'll help me decide. And it didn't. Um, so now I have three answers, 
and also I'm really horny. Um, so anyway, here we go. Okay, number one is the kiss at the end of the movie from uh, Clueless between Cher and Josh. And I'm not talking about their first kiss when they're on the stairs, although that is a very good kiss as well. Um, it's actually the very, very last shot of the movie when they kiss at the wedding after Cher um, caught the bouquet. They have this like really sweet kiss in slow motion and the song Tenderness is playing. And um, yeah, I love it because, well, first of all, because Alicia Silverstone has like the most kissable lips, like they're just, her lips are gorgeous. Uh, and also the kiss is like very soft, very sensual, but then there's a little bit of tongue and Paul Rudd is like caressing her hair in this really sexy way. And it's just like playful and cute and really encapsulates their relationship. And it's a great way to end the movie. Um, and then number two is uh, from Boomerang actually, which we watched for our episode. And it's the kiss between, spoiler alert, between Eddie Murphy and Halle Berry. Um, and this kiss is like borderline pornographic. That's how erotic it is. <laughs> um, I remember watching it and being like, oh my God, this shot is so long, but like, please don't cut away. And I went back and watched it and literally the director stays on the kiss for one full minute. Like that's how good the kiss is. Um, so definitely watch that and then leave time to masturbate after because it's really, really hot. Um, and then my last one <clears throat> is the kiss from Can't Hardly Wait at the end of the movie between um, Ethan Embry and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, and <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like kind of a quintessential 90s, you know, teen rom-com thing, but like the buildup to the kiss is really, really great. Like the amount of tension that they leave, we really don't know like, God, is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? Are they gonna kiss? And then at the last minute, he literally runs to her and like jumps over this bench. And instead of grabbing her, which you kind of think like he's gonna grab her and kiss her, but instead he just tells her like, well, actually I can catch a later train. Like I don't have to leave right now. And then they have another moment and then they kiss and the kiss is really great because like Ethan Embry is smiling throughout it and it's very, it's just so adorable. Um, and yeah, I love that kiss. And I also think that this leads me to my New Year's Eve kiss because I think I would kiss Ethan Embry's character from Can't Hardly Wait, Preston Myers, I think is his name. Uh, I had a massive crush on him when I first watched this movie because he's such a hopeless romantic, like, nerd. Um, and he doesn't fall into, like, that trope of a man who, like, really expects something. Like, he's really ready to give her up and, like, move on with his life um, until she comes to him. And then he's like, oh, great, this all worked out. Instead of being like, oh, I deserve you and, like, I don't know, I feel like that's a thing with with male leads from rom-coms. But anyway, um, yeah, I would uh, be extremely happy if I got the chance to kiss Preston from Can't Hardly Wait, or Ethan Embry now, because he's still very hot. Ooh, this should be a fun one. We've got Kyle Turner from episode seven. Hi, Shelly and Michael, and everyone is hot pod. Um, happy holidays, happy new year. 
so glad to be moving on from this year. Not that any other year will be necessarily different, but nonetheless. Um, but thank you so much for including me, and I had such a wonderful time recording with you and talking about masculinity and Rango. And I'm happy to tell you what my favorite movie kiss is. Um, it's not especially passionate or totally erotic, but it's, I think, very sweet. My favorite movie kiss is between Buster Keaton and Catherine McGuire as the girl in Sherlock Jr. from 1924. After the projectionist, who Buster Keaton is playing, has woken up from his dream and fantasy of being in the movies, the wealthy man's daughter, the girl played by Catherine McGuire, finds him in the projection booth, and he is still watching the detective movie through the little window. And it's through this that he sees, that Buster Keaton sees, like, what he should be doing and how he should should approach this romance. And through the screen, he can see the, the couple in the film within the film embrace and kiss. And Buster just turns to Catherine McGuire in this very unsure, awkward way. And you can see his eyes just travel slowly sort of indicating um, this student-like approach to how we learn how to love, how we learn how to fall in love. Um, And as opposed to this grand sweeping make out or, or kiss, Buster just gives her a peck on the mouth. But in a way it's so much sweeter because He's sort of negotiating um, what we learn on the screen and uh, what that means uh, in terms of how film shapes our understanding of love and eroticism um, and affection and lust. He's negotiating that in real time and he sort of underplays it and I think what is ultimately the most meaningful way. Uh, And it's, it's one of my favorite movie kisses of all time simply because it is so straightforward but also has a sense of humor and also has like a also has a really great punchline in terms of what that kiss may or may not end up meaning for the future um and if i could have a new year's eve kiss with any movie character who would it be it would be with Buster Keaton's projectionist. Honestly, I've had a crush on Buster Keaton uh, for for many years, um, uh, since maybe I was in um, like very early high school or, or something. Um, I tried to dress up as uh, Buster Keaton in Sherlock Jr. Uh, for not prom exactly, but like the the thing that my high school did instead of prom, and I did this art project where I superimposed like three versions of myself reading the How to Be a Detective book and also filming myself and also taking a picture filming myself. So it was the three of me in the frame. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Buster Keaton is my, uh, is my ideal New Year's Eve kiss. I even have him as the um, lock screen on my iPhone. Uh, but thank you so much again 
I hope you have a wonderful holiday. I hope you and your listeners have a wonderful Happy New Year. And I hope it brings us uh, some good tidings. Even though time is a flat circle, I think we should be able to think of of some joy um, as we move forward just in life. Thank you so much. Bye. Aw, it's our fave, Veda Kumarjikuta from episode 10. Hello, my sugar things. So, my favorite movie kiss has to be from The Princess Bride. Is there anything more pure, more innocent, more wholesome, but also romantic? That movie just, it just makes me happy every single time I watch it. And I don't know, I think it captures a very true and ideal love. Anyway, it's Veda. Thanks for listening. I hope you all have a happy new year, happy holidays, and stay horny and bright. Ooh la la. It's Claire Burns from episode 12. Let's see what kiss she's brought for us. Oh, can you believe we are looking into a new year? Oh, and what better way to bring in a new year and wish it well than to have a sloppy makeout, right? Thinking about my favorite movie kiss. It goes hand in hand with my favorite sex scene in a movie, and that is Out of Sight. George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez in 1998 vehicle. They, boy, I mean, those are two of the hottest people that have ever lived. We know that. That's uh, undeniable. That's a fact. But the tension that they have on that screen, boy, oh, boy. She's chasing him as an FBI agent. He's a bank robber. There's so much. They, when they see each other, everything stops. I mean, it's just hot, 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 hot. And when they finally, there's that moment where they finally are able to touch, to kiss. The way that it's shot is so perfect. And the music, this, the, oh my God, the music is so absolutely perfect. They meet, they're in the, um, they pretend that there are other people and then they just can't deny like they're just so hot for each other. And then the way it's shot where it's like we continue with their conversation in the bar, but yet we're seeing when they go upstairs to the, um, to the room. Thank you. And then also the way that they shoot it, there's this wonderful, like they take almost snapshots within filming. So it's like they're following them, there's movement, and then there's a pause in these certain moments, which it's just like, oh, boy, oh boy. And when they finally kiss, can I just explain to you, I'm dead. I'm dead. I, I, I truly. And I think this really goes into who I want to kiss on New Year's. What? what characters and that is going to be um the George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez um either in whatever character they want to be in from out of sight or from just their public persona could you imagine a three-way kiss with those two a three-way period oh now this is looking like a good new year's I'm gonna say so I wish you all a wonderful new year's and may you get yours bye Oh, hell yeah. It's Rick Guzman from episode 13. Hey, listeners. It's Rick Guzman. I was on this show before, and I'm here to talk about my favorite on-screen kiss. It features Gary Oldman 
and Chloe Webb in the film Sid and Nancy, and there's this shot of them fully in their addiction and self-destruction, making out in an alley up against a dumpster while garbage and trash of 1970s New York's falls among them and there's something so beautiful about something so grotesque and maybe that's a little bit too revealing about me uh, as far as what film character I would like to share a kiss with that would be none other than Alabama from True Romance because Patricia Arquette is gorgeous Alabama seems fun Uh, who doesn't like a gorgeous, fun woman who likes uh, Elvis Presley kung fu movies uh, to tell them that you're so cool. Uh, I know I would. And to all listeners of the Everyone is Hot podcast, uh, remember, you're hot, wear hot, and have a happy fucking new year because we all could use one. All right, stay good, stay healthy. Stay fucking sexy. Well, 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 if this isn't Jesse Roth from episode 14. Okay, this was actually really hard to answer because at first nothing came to mind. Then I googled most iconic movie kisses and there were lots of great ones. And this wasn't on the list, but then I thought of the kiss at the end of The Breakfast Club with Molly Ringwald and Judd Nelson. And I just remember it being like really sweet and I think he like touches her ear or something or like her neck and I think that's really hot. And it was one of those things where you're like, okay, they went into this absolutely not knowing each other and then they came together. And you know, it's, you know, soundtracked by Don't You Forget About Me, which is an amazing song. So there you have it. Well, well, if it isn't episode 18's Alex Hare. My favorite movie kiss is between Dennis Quaid and unnamed male co-worker in the movie Far From Heaven by Todd Haynes. This was a pivotal kiss in my development because I saw the film when I was 11 years old. And it's also integral to the story because Julianne Moore discovers Quaid, her husband, uh, in the midst of the kiss at the office late at night. And it sets her off on her journey towards self-actualization in the 1950s. I rewatched this a couple days ago and it is still a good kiss. It's not a sweet romantic kiss, but it is a sexy ruin your marriage kiss. Happy holidays. Oh, hey, it's Mike Bull from episode 19. This isn't even up for debate. The best movie kiss of all time is between Jason Marsden and Kelly Martin. And they weren't even in the same room. Uh, They were recording their lines separately for the animated Disney classic, 1995's A Goofy Movie. Now, the kiss is classic, but the backstory is better because at the start of the film, Max had a nightmare that Roxanne wouldn't like him because of his awkward laugh, but at the end of the movie, they're locking lips and honestly, she loves his laugh. And love is about accepting ourselves for who we are, like Max needs to learn, and also having others accept us, which Roxanne already did, and it's wonderful and beautiful, and that's what love is, right? And speaking of things that are wonderful and beautiful and kisses, um, if I... Well, if I had to kiss anybody for New Year's Eve, uh, it, it would be Eve from the movie Wally, the robot. Um, and it's because she's smooth as hell. And, I, and listen, I don't want to get into the details. I don't want to explain it. But what I will say 
is I hope you guys have a wonderful New Year's and New Year's Eve and the best 2022 because you deserve it. And thank you for listening to the Everyone is Hot podcast. Uh, We appreciate it. Ooh, and we've got a star guest now. It's my very own friend and favorite co-host, Mike Stevens. Hi, everyone. It's Michael. Favorite kiss. So there was a movie that I really enjoyed that came out uh, many years ago. It's called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And there is a scene between two of the characters, the titular girl and uh, a guy that uh, she, I guess, kind of lures into her apartment. The girl is a vampire. The guy is just a regular guy, you know, regular idiot. He's dressed like Dracula, whatever. Uh, There is a moment where she puts on some music and it kind of feels like a very like, oh, they're just, you know, listening to music in a in a bedroom like it's fraught with sexual tension. And then he lifts his neck and and it's exposed and you know she's a fucking vampire and she looks at it like you know i'm gonna drink this person and she doesn't um she kind of just rests her head on his chest and the moment is just so charged uh that Look, they don't kiss. I don't even know if they kiss in the whole movie. Uh, and I know this is kind of uh, the opposite of the assignment that uh, me and Shelly had planned for. But I think it's that this moment where these characters connect and touch serves the fucking... It feels like a kiss. There's a smarter way for me to say this. You know, it serves the narrative. It's a fucking kiss. Um, Like, it's not a kiss, but it's a kiss. And I I really... I really like it. It really works for me. It is an effective... uh, I guess consummation of their uh, desire. And also... uh, I guess, deep feeling for each other. Yeah, it, it serves the narrative function of a, of a kiss. Um, and then, uh, when it comes to a character or actor that I would want to kiss, I'm going to pick a character, a fictional character, from a movie that I just watched yesterday um, called The Eternals. Uh, I watched this movie because I am currently sick with covid and just trying to watch things to keep me company and i watched the eternals uh super illegally and i didn't like it but there's one character in the movie uh makari played by uh lauren ridloff she is uh just a fucking joy to be hold on screen um I love that she is a very um 
I guess Lauren Ridloff, honestly. Um, I mean, the character is cool. She plays a superhero with super speed and whatever. Um, I was watching a French translation of the movie. So all of the uh, ASL was translated into French, which I do not know. Um, so I really had to... I know a very little bit of ASL, so... Um, I don't know. She, it, uh, she's just such a good actor um, that I still kind of got it, even though um, the translation was a little screwy. But um, I love Lauren Ridloff. Um, I think she's so great. Her rise to uh, fame is really great. Um, I just watched a couple videos about it, a couple interviews with her and, you know, cried this morning. So, um, yeah, Lauren Ridloff, um, that's my, that's my kiss. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that. Well, I kind of wish you'd mentioned the COVID before he came to the party, but, uh, you know, those were, those were really good choices, so... I, I can forgive him. Uh, but, you know, since everybody else is sharing all of theirs, uh, you know, I might as well share my favorite movie kiss. Uh, mine is not big and glamorous. It's a little bit of a small moment, but it's from one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's from Godard's Pierrot Le Fou. Uh, so there is a scene in the movie where after Jean-Paul Belmondo has torpedoed his bourgeois life and run away with Anna Karina, she sings a little song to him called Jamais je ne t'ai dit que je t'aimerais toujours, which means I never told you that I would always love you. So she, you know, bops around this apartment singing this song, telling him, you know, I love you now, but there's no guarantee that this is going to be forever. And in the middle of the song, after the camera has followed her this entire time, there is a still mid shot on Belmondo where he looks at her with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and you watch a million different emotions pass over his face as he realizes that he's given up everything he had to be with this woman who will never stay with him. Uh, so you can tell that the song was recorded diegetically on the set because the sound quality as she sings changes repeatedly throughout. So, you know, we heard her one way and then we're watching this shot and suddenly we hear her voice sounding pretty different and she pops into frame from the side and she sings a little to him, then she takes the cigarette out of his mouth and kisses him quickly on the lips and then puts it back in. And just as soon as she came in, she's gone from the frame again. And we're left watching his face still register all of this. Um, so this is my favorite kiss because I think it so perfectly encapsulates their relationship. You know, she's telling him all of these things in this very playful way. So the scene and this moment has this energy of familiarity and playfulness and excitement that comes with a new relationship but you also see on his face all the conflicting emotions that he's feeling and from the framing of this one shot and this one moment of her taking the cigarette you see her bounce in take it do this cute little kiss with him put it back and then disappear and that's basically their entire relationship in one shot and one little movement that it's exciting and it's sexy and it's fun, but it's gone as soon as it started. So I, I find that very lovely. And as for who I would kiss at midnight on New Year's Eve, I think it'd have to be 
Rita Hayworth as Gilda. Because that would be a kiss that encompasses exactly what I think the ideal New Year's Eve should be like. It should be romantic. It should be sexy. It should be glamorous. It should be exciting and also a little bit scary. And I think that, man, making out with Gilda would be all of those things. <laughs> oh, uh, it looks like Michael is coming back over. Okay, I think he's got uh, a few more things to say to everybody. So don't put on your coat just yet. Uh, and also we'll have one last present for you when he's done. So uh, yeah, go ahead. Take it away, Michael. Dearest listener, that's it. That's a wrap for 2021. I hope that you had as much fun listening to our show as we did recording it and producing it, scheduling it, just hanging out with our friends. That's what this show is all about. Uh, You know, uh, that and movies, which are just a really great tool to help all people feel a little less alone in the world. Um, I really do fucking believe um, in in that. Um, even as I watched fucking The Eternals, a movie that I hated, I did feel, you know, connected to something, connected to, to life. And I think that's when, when, you know, human beings are at their best <laughs> when we're connected to life. <laughs> So that's it for 2021. Um, Shelly and I are going to take a short break uh, in the new year, but we will be back in 2022 starting February. So be on the lookout for new episodes then. Until then, stay horny. Like Michael said, we are really grateful for you all, for everyone who has listened but we are not the only ones. Uh, you know, I didn't know how much he was really invested in this because he never seems to show up. But I guess Dr. Drinkenstein is really grateful for you guys, too, because uh, he has forwarded a present from his friend Lorenzo Landini. Uh, apparently, he's got a new single called Song for Self-Worth that he would like to share with you all. Uh, so from us to you, from Dr. Drinkenstein and Lorenzo to you. Here is Song for Self-Worth. None of it matters 
Join me on the rooftops, siblings. Meet me at the beach, mom and dad. Be gentle, be gentle as a feather. Disregard those opinions of the fun. things about myself I know, I know I'm better in myself That's all that matters Ooh. Ooh. A song A song for self-worth couldn't make things worse or here's hoping Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 